Hey guys, I've been meaning to do this all week, but I thought I would wait till now. Uh, it's been a week after, or just over a week after doing the Ironman, and I thought I would share my thoughts and experience, expectations, and um, the main reason I want to do this is obviously there's a story behind everyone's journey of it. Uh, but not only that, since doing it, I had a massive amount of support throughout the whole day. Friends, a lot of friends, in fact, a lot of family, um, a lot of commitment from them to come down and watch me as well as others. And um, just as it did for me, it's actually given them the bug to go ahead and try it. So I thought I would put my thoughts and feelings down on it. So I will say how it was for me, uh, what to expect for those who've never done it and to um you know and those who are going to do it so first of all the reason why i did it um i've actually been doing nutrition plans for many years for a lot of um competitors um for people never haven't actually done it myself i have quite a wide range of knowledge when it comes to sports nutrition more than your average joe which is why obviously i get hired uh, but when it comes from that it's all well and good having things written down on paper but without actually going through it putting yourself through it and know how it feels um, to a certain degree, I felt quite fraudulent. Um, as I said, I don't really know um, what is best for people in that respect in terms of what they should be doing. However, without knowing what they actually go through, it's very hard to really put a full plan together. It's only what I know best for someone. Whether that happens on a day, uh, you know, it's two things. I did one for Mark Edwards and Woods a while ago. They tried to do multiple Ironmans a day. So trying to plan a diet plan for them as well was quite tough. So I put myself through it was one thing. Whenever I have a competitor doing anything or client competing, I will always go and watch as well. So I went down over numerous years of watching it. Uh, the atmosphere down 10B is just, um, there's nothing like it. I've gone to football stadiums, I've done all that kind of jazz, uh, all sorts of sport events. 10B is just a different atmosphere altogether and it is, it's just, just fantastic. And after about the third year of watching, that's what made me think, you are, I'm going to give it a go. Um, I've been Welsh champion in, in physique shows. I've been top five uh, in every show I've done in physique, whether it's, you know, local or UK finals. So uh, a new challenge was definitely needed to freshen things up. So I was supposed to do it in 2019. Um, did a bit of training in May of 2019. I actually tore three against my ankle. Uh, last Fiji May was in a charity netball match. <laughs> After eight games, actually, just, just absolutely destroyed my ankle. So it was four years of training. Reality is, um, I just dip my toe in the training here and there. Um, because it's such a long time incoming, you know, a lot of people train for 12 months, some people two years. This was three years for most people. Um, with all the cancellations, I could never really get my head into training. Knew what I had to do, yet I never really did it. Uh, the last probably two and a half months leading up to it was when I, I can actually say I trained properly. I looked at my Strava, I've never really done more than three days a week. The odd day um, would be double training sessions, but even that was more like a 30-minute swim, hour run or 30-minute swim, and then, you know, an hour or two on the bike. I never really did any more than that. But three weeks leading up to it was an 80-miler. That was the most. Um, so in terms of training, I really didn't do a lot. Um, so if that's what you're into, if you're going to get into it, I would suggest a minimum of six months of proper training, 
use the expertise of people around you who've done it let them guide you as well because within the last three weeks four weeks um i train mark edwards will smallman as well um i think they've done 30 ironman between them and i did nothing but chew the ear off on information what to expect what they're doing and things like that and uh, those two massively helped me as well as rod as well uh rodri did i uh, island a few weeks before um, wales so did nothing but messing back and forth uh so training was a bit you know Crap, to be honest, never really pushed myself. So leading up to the day, one thing I was always worried about was cramp. Anytime I go on a long bike ride, my legs would cramp, usually about mile 30, 40. Um, so hydration, I never really took into consideration. That's something I worked on then, um, the later stage, probably the last four weeks uh, leading up to it. So on the day, um, got up at 4am, didn't really sleep the night before. Just the anxiety, the excitement of the event, um, just leading up to it and so I couldn't sleep I went to bed about half 11 I wake at four probably a few hours in between waking up on and off um, like I say with anxiety excitement overall swim um, the most swim I did was two mile swim that's the most I've ever swam this is obviously 2.4 turns out uh, my Strava tells me I swam three um, so if you do learn to swim do better than me don't zigzag swim in a straight line um, when it comes to the swim that was one of the hardest parts of the day um no picture no video i have seen um during any of that this past week showing that swim has given any uh idea of just how rough it was there's a massive swell um because that first boy is swimming across the water and not straight out to sea you get battered by the waves i can remember thinking on that first boy um i just wanted to get out which is very unlike me and anytime I set my, my head to something, I do it regardless of whether it's hard, easy, no matter what, I, I would, I'm, I'm there to the end. Got the second boy, I had to hold on to it. I had to sort my goggles up five times on the way to it. Um, splashed about, getting hit. It's fine, it was expected. Uh, but I can remember holding on and the boy getting dragged under it at times. All I could think was, uh, this is unsafe. Uh, I might possibly drown at this point as well. Um, you know, you've got hundreds of pink cats around you. If I was to go under the water, there was no safety person that would actually be able to spot that. So it got quite worrying at times during the swim. But we got through it the first lap. Towards the first lap, I started cramping, which is um, not a great sign especially with a 112 mile bike ride ahead. So that wasn't very nice at all. Uh, but once I got into the second lap, got past that first boy, finally started settling into the swim, getting used to the swell, getting used to the, the big waves that are hitting you. And um, the big description of the swim that day was it felt like you were in a washing machine. I think that was a perfect description. Transition, I took 22 minutes. I really, really took my time. For me, it was never about trying to get a good time. I had one at a time in my head. However, the main aim of the day was to get through it without, because I have no prior experience to it, I really didn't know what to expect. No training runs will ever plan or prepare you for what is leading on to that day. So, you know, really took my time in transition, completely stripped off, dried off properly. There was no get straight into the tri suit and off you go. I wasn't in a rush. So 22 minutes, I had a bike to eat as well. Finally got on the bike. Bike started off fantastic, it's absolutely flying. Uh, it turns out I had a massive tailwind all the way down to um, freshwater. Um, that's when it got difficult on the way back from Angle. The headwind really did kick in. One thing I was a bit disappointed with in Ironman um, was race nutrition. There was no information leading up to the, to the race, to the event, on what was going to be provided. All I knew was Gatorade was the sponsor, and I assumed that that would be one of the, the main things on offer uh, when it got to it. 
So bought a bike bag, I pack hydration tablets and um, tailwind, so carb powder essentially, electrolytes in my, my bag. That was um, so, um, accompanied with gels and a flapjack essentially. That was my race day nutrition. Every time we got to a fuel station, um, I would try and swap for two fresh bottles of water, where again I would take my time, unscrew in, put my tablets, my powder in. Um, that's because I knew what I was taking on. I knew I wouldn't have any issues with my stomach because I've been training and using that nutrition. And from there, then I knew that I wouldn't have any stomach issues. From what I've gathered from a lot of competitors, a lot of write-ups I've seen, a lot of people swallow so much seawater, <clears throat> they were almost unable to fuel, to drink, to do anything. I know Mark, uh, I passed Mark, um, that was Mark's 20th. I am answering. Mark really knows what he's doing. One of the most experienced out there on the course. Uh, I passed him on lap two of the run. And he looked in a terrible state. And when I spoke to him afterwards, it turned out because of the amount of seawater took it on, he could only um, stomach two bottles of water over 112 miles. So he really didn't get the fuel much. And that, you know, probably stunted his time throughout the course. Um, the rain really came down after two hours of the course. That was horrible. Uh, really miserable. Started off with a fine mist rain. That was nice. It was refreshing. Then the heavens opened. It got miserable. Um, so throughout the whole bike... I never push once. Um, I really reserve myself, which is very unlike me. Um, I, I really try to push to get somewhere. And just because that's how I am, I like to be like push hard in everything that I do. Um, so it's very unlike myself, my, my personality, my drive to almost take a back seat, talk to a few people around the, the, the course. It's almost like a motorway. People are going past me, then I go past them. That got really frustrating because um, of the competitive nature that I usually am. So that was a bit of an odd one. The hills, and usually again for me, I was in gear one all the way through the hills, even on slight inclines. I really knocked it back, whereas I could be normally in gear four or five uh, and, and whatnot. I was in gear one and two the whole way. I really did take a back seat to make sure that, as I said, um, cramp has always been an issue for me. That was the one thing that would ruin it for me. However, apart from that, you know, 30 seconds in the water, there was nothing that was ever going to drag me off that course. Um, I would have had to have collapsed to not finish that race. That, that's, that's how I am. I'm driven that way. It would take something serious emergency for me to not finish something. And that's just the kind of personality that I am. So I got into the run. The bike, um, like I say, it was laid back. I lost a lot of time on it. Seeing people go past me that I know is it disappointing myself. But all I could do was tell myself to reserve energy, to make sure we didn't cramp and to get off the bike. I did so. Um, not a bad time, but by all means, not a great time at all. Um, I can normally do about 60 and a half mile an hour average on a long ride. I think that's why I finished 16.6 on my 80 mile bike ride. Finished off at 14.4. So that's not great. It's not terrible. But at the same time, you know, for someone with me, competitive mindset, it's definitely something um, I could push on. Towards the end of the bike, I had to use the Gatorade. Tastes like shit. <laughs> I had the odd bar from the fuel station as well, but that was the, the bike nutrition. I went through six bottles of water and, and Gatorade to get combined. What I told myself was every 20 miles we had to get through a bottle of water. This was the hydration strategy to make sure um, that we tried not to cramp. And then every 30 minutes would be a gel. So taking on board 25 grams with with, I'd say, the tailwind. So taking on about 60 grams of carbs per hour, uh, give or take. I am really sat down and worked that out. So give you an idea of what you could possibly do. Uh, onto the run. 
run started off. Um, I had a, wardrobe, a lot of wardrobe malfunctions. I was very, very cold coming off the bike because it was very miserable. Those tri suits are so thin. Uh, they're about two mil thick. They don't provide any warmth at all. They're therefore, you know, aerodynamics and, and just to be more comfortable. Um, they're not there for anything else. As I went to leave the tent out of the transition to run, the marshal stopped me because I was physically shaking. I was that cold because from getting off the, you know, being warm from the bike, took another, I think it was about 15, 18 minutes um, drying off. Um, again, having a, a bit of flapjack and stuff like that just to refuel a bit more. Um, I really did get cold. So I, I was shivering on the way out to which the marshal advised me to take my arms out my tri suit and put a jacket on. So I did. Um, did that. I warmed up very quickly, which was good. That's good news. Downside was a lot of wardrobe malfunctions. Um, my tricep kept falling down to the point of nearly revealing my whole self every 10 metres. So that got extremely frustrating. So about two miles into the course, I had to take everything off on the side of the road, get my tricep back on and then go again. My jacket kept falling down as I take them on my waist. Again, that was really frustrating. Um, so a lot of time was spent sorting that out on the first lap, going all the way up the hill to New Hedges. Uh, from there, I looked down at the watch. I was still doing decent time. So I was still doing just under 10 minute miles, which, you know, for me, um, I can run a lot quicker. However, after the swim, the bike, you know, that, that was a good pace. I set myself five and a half hours for the, for the marathon, which is 11, 58 minute miles, which that's, that's, that is a, it, it's almost a walking pace. It's a slow plod. Um, but I think it finished the marathon in 10, 40 or something. So minute miles, which isn't too bad considering know the issues I had uh, so halfway through the first lap my toes started rubbing uh, by the end of the first lap I wore just about all the skin off the inside of my big toe and the next one so that was that was really painful uh, I think I stopped every feed station every marsh I saw on the second lap asking for plasters uh, to which point no one did luckily as I hit the third lap the beginning of the third lap um, my family got some plasters and a bit of Vaseline the rub on there as well at this point the knee I've had long-term injuries I'm waiting for scans on my knees um, that started kicking in at the end of the first lap um, by the end of the second lap I was in excruciating pain um, to the point where I had to power walk up some hills uh, and then and obviously slow down for the feed stations I would have a cup of water a cup of Gatorade and once a lap, I was having just a gel. At this point, I didn't want any caffeine. Um, I was asking for non-caffeine gel, so I didn't see the point in having any stimulants. A lot of people want to um, have it as a pick-me-up. However, when you're going on prolonged bouts of exercise, anything over three hours, I really don't think caffeine's a good idea. You're asking for extra demand from your heart after putting it through all that. So in my opinion, stay away from stimulants when you do it long-term. There's been some horrific stories of people doing half marathons and marathons and stuff and collapsing because they've had too many stimulants um, and, and, and asking too much of their, their cardiac system. You know, I'm not saying that what happens. That is an extremely rare case, but it's always something that's in the back of my mind. So going from a walk to a run um, was about 40 seconds of excruciating pain. Um, it was eyes closed, wincing to get into the groove. When I got into the run, it eased back a bit, but it was still very painful. And one thing I noticed was a lot of people walking, rightly so for some people, but no one really seemed to take advantage of downhill. When you're running downhill, you don't have to put any effort into it. It's just picking knees up and let the hill carry down. That's where I really made my time up. Um, when we're going downhills, I think I was doing between 8.30 and 8.45 minute miles. So that's where I really made the time up. Finishing off at 4.40, I think, for the marathon. So not too bad. I had five and a half in my head. So a lot happy with that. Looking back at the whole experience, I wish I pushed myself on the bike a lot more. 
Um, you know, if I was to ever do it again, hopefully be injury free. I'll definitely bring some plasters. So um, for those who are lucky enough to get a um, special needs bag, I did that registration because they don't run out. Um, get some plasters in there. Get some painkillers in there just in case because you cannot predict certain things happening. Um, that will be the main thing. Get some fuel in there if need be. You don't have to use them, which is which is the great thing. Don't be forced to use them. But definitely some form of first aid kit because I asked numerous times on the course. Um, I'm sorry to say the marshals were, were less than useless at the time. Really didn't offer any help or anything to help me, uh, which slowed me down massively. So looking back at it, I would say if I was to do another Ironman 10 B, uh, my time was 14:34. I reckon I could definitely get in the 13. Um, blank 13 if not just under 13 i could definitely knock 90 minutes off quicker transitions knowing where i could push on the bike because uh, i really didn't put i won't say any effort into the bike that's the wrong thing to say um but i really didn't push nowhere near like i know i can the run if i've been injury free i know i could get that down to four hours no problem at all um the conditions were miserable they were, it was raining on awful day it made you really cold um, doesn't do you good for your mindset because you are, you are, you know, going around a lot of effort going into it, but then thinking, Jesus Christ, this isn't fun. <laughs> That's the most things. And the one thing I tried to do is anytime I saw someone, anytime I knew a camera was about, anytime I tried to talk to people, I was trying to be cheery, uh, trying to be smiling. And I hope that you know, people see that in all the pictures. Uh, so that's what I experienced and what you could possibly expect. Um, maybe next time, it, or if you're doing it, get in touch with the organisers and find out what happens on the race day nutrition. That will be a big thing. And try and train using whatever they're going to use. That way, you really shouldn't encounter stomach issues. Um, it's quite interesting. I see I followed a pro uh, pre-race because I watched his fueling strategies. I've actually watched him after the race. He didn't finish. Um, things like he says he carb-loaded on pizza and things like that uh, the night before. And then question if you had gluten intolerance, which is, for me, mad. Uh, very silly and lacking a lot of common sense there. Uh, but if you're changing up nutrition constantly, it, it, your gut will um, get used to, and you will train your gut to get used to all these. Um, I know a couple of people, you can't have gels because it means they spend half the time in the toilet. That even happened with a lot of competitors this time. It, mean, it seemed like they couldn't pass a portal who were having to, you know, to emergency go in there. So a lot of issues in that respect. So I would say get hold of the race advisors, uh, organizers, find out what they're going to use on the fuel stations and try and get that in your training um, nutrition as well as on the day nutrition. That would be a big thing. Um, as a whole, it was an enjoyable experience. It was a shit experience at times. Um, having people that you know uh, I love you and support you, friends, family. That is a huge factor. I wouldn't like to do something like that without having people like that potted around um, around the course. Uh, my two sisters were there for the swim. They were out by Lamphy for the, the course. Um, that's when they got miserable. That's when the rain really came down. So just to have them shout your name going past is a, is a massive, massive thing. Um, and people will underestimate the power that has. The crowd's always fantastic, but when you have loved ones cheering you on, it really does raise the bar for you in terms of motivation. And even for that, you know, a couple of minutes to push you on, that was a huge thing. And have them there at the end is it's a it's an amazing feeling. Um, the one thing I wish I did was slow down on the red carpet. 
um, because of me and, and the way I'm, I'm kind of wired, um, everything's always been a sprint finish. So, you know, I really picked up the pace for that. As I was shooting down the red carpet, everything became a blur. I was trying to spot my friends and family. I couldn't find anyone. Uh, it turns out they were waiting for me at the finish line, behind the finish line. So it was almost like disappointment. I wish I milked it, to be honest, uh, the celebration, because it, it is a party atmosphere on that finish line. Um, the support there is always fantastic. That's one thing uh, I wish I had was slowed down on it. When you hit the red carpet, not many people know it's not the finish line. You've already passed the finish line. The red carpet is to celebrate you becoming an Ironman. So bear that in mind if any of you do it. Um, enjoy it and milk that. And make sure we get lots of pictures at that final moment because you fully deserve it. The race as a whole, um, this sounds egotistical. And I've said it to a few people. Uh, Ironman is put up as the pedestal as our fitness as I said, my time wasn't great, and, and I know that. That's fine. The, 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 without any prior experience, it was all about finishing it. Uh, as I said, I did it with um, two and a half hours to spare. Um, but I already said like, I could knock 90 minutes off that if I was to do it next week, just through experience. Um, I didn't find it nowhere near as hard as what I was expecting, which is a, a, an odd thing to say. And even those who, who complete this, how hard it is, um, I don't know. Maybe because I, I ease back quite a lot on the bike. But I really didn't. I, don't get me wrong. I was in a lot of, of, lot of pain with my knee. I still am. My knee's creaking now. Um, I've had to take painkillers ever since. But that was probably because I got crap knees anyway. Uh, but as a whole, um, it was nowhere near as hard as I expected. Everyone will have their own experience. And that's just mine. Uh, and a lot of me wishes I pushed a lot harder to, to really get that thing. So what's coming up for me next? Uh, everyone keeps asking. I keep on saying, like, going round and round in circles in my head uh, about doing one, proving, because of the way I am, proving that I could knock 90 minutes off it. But uh, that's a no from me. Four years of training on and off. Um, realistically, only a little bit of real training. It was a lot to take mentally, that's for sure. A lot of time away from the kids. There's a lot of stuff's happening in my personal life since then. Um, so dedication to time is a, is, is a huge and the biggest part of training for Ironman. Um, so for now, I've lost a lot of weight. I spent my whole teens and early 20s trying to pack on size. Um, I feel like I'm back down to my, my teenage sort of level physique, which is quite heartbreaking for me. <laughs> I was always a skinny dude and now I'm back to being a skinny dude. And I was looking at photos this week. It's quite hard to take uh, the amount of weight I've lost considering my whole life has been about trying to get size on. So that's going to be the main focus is rehab of injuries and trying to put some size back on. I'm looking to add about 10 pounds of muscle back onto the frame. I'm hoping that won't take more than about six months due to muscle memory. Um, however, there is a bug behind it. Now that I've done that, as I said, I've done the physique stuff, the bodybuilding. I've done, I've filmed quite well. Uh, again, I, I'm sorry to sound egotistical at times, but you know, the fact is I'm a competitive person I don't usually do stuff to just to take part. It's always been about winning for me. Although when it came to Ironman, I knew I was never going to win that. Um, so I'm actually looking to try and, and and compete, not compete or take part in some silly, crazy events. I don't feel that Ironman pushed me hard enough. Um, I'm quite a thrill seeker as well. So hard enough in that respect to really feel that elation and that, that feeling of achievement of like something really, really fucking difficult. So... If any of you have done anything mad physical um, achievements or events or you know of any crazy things that you see people do online, influencers, celebrities, uh, drop me a message, tell me about it. I want to be able to push my body further, a lot harder and achieve something what would be perceived a lot harder 
Um, I'm always looking for the next best thing or the next thing to achieve yeah, with my body in my life. And um, I never feel I have a purpose if I don't have a focus on something to achieve. So that's me now. So rehab, put some size back on and look for the next challenge. So hopefully that's been informative to everyone. No, we haven't had a lot of viewers, but people have been dropping in and out. Hopefully people watch this back as it'll be put up on the page anyway. Um, I'm not even sure how long this has been. So hopefully it's been informative. Anyone who was there last Sunday and got the bug and they were thinking about signing up, and a lot of people are saying that it's 2024 for them. Don't leave it to 2024. Um, far too many, especially my line of work, I see it as a coach, procrastinate the hell out of their lives. It's far too much. Set it for next year. 12 months is more than enough time. As I said, I dabbled with the training for a long, long time. Realistically, it was two and a half months of proper training, and that saw me through. So if you're thinking about doing it, don't leave it two years. Do it next year. Whilst you've got that buzz from being there, supporting and seeing the atmosphere experience it, get on it. Make sure you sign up. I think it's coming up very soon, the next couple of days, sign up. So make sure you do it and enjoy your training. And of course, if you need any help, just drop a message.